Hello and welcome back to Centre Spot Podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. I'm of course joined today with the classic gang. I've got Billy, Harry, Charlie and Frank with me. And of Hello. course me, David. How's everyone doing? Oh good. Yeah, perfect, mate. How are you good. Doing? Yeah, very, very good. So we obviously had a great game of Champions League fixtures this midweek. Um, Frank, <laughs> let's start with you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. What? What? what which game? Because that uh, Barca, that Barca, wasn't a PSG. question. You said you really want to talk about past PSG. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, mate. Mate. Yeah. Yeah. Barcelona had a shocker, mate. PK, Longley, Alba, and Des were fucking abysmal. Like, I'm not joking. I've seen better defensive sides in the third tier of Uzbekistani and basketball, mate. Honestly, Des might have been a flipping line in that game. Huh? Written joke. Too written. Well, actually, I, no, it wasn't actually. <laughs> I, I had football and I changed it right there. I'm actually trying oh, okay. to put an effort in instead of puffing it every time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, you know, go on. All right, okay, okay. Um, yeah, mate, there was nothing they could do to stop Kylian Mbappe, just absolutely turn him inside out. I mean, he scored a hat-trick, he was incredible. I just think um, Barcelona need to start developing more in youth instead of spending, like, you know, so much money on just bringing in expensive players and investing in them like they used to. Um yeah, so I thought that it was a complete disappointment from their side of things and Mbappe and PSG really made a statement about how good they can be. But to be fair, you say that Barcelona should like um, try and focus more on their youth, but like the current youth that they have coming through, is that enough to support them for, say, five years while they gain new product, like gain new people into the like academy and stuff? Is that is that good enough to support the standards of Barcelona, do you think? Or do they think they have to keep no, on spending yeah, I for think now? So. And then... No, no, no. Oh, no. Right. Stop spending. I think that they just, you know, the gambles that they've taken over the last few years with Dembele, with Coutinho, with Griezmann, you know, they're not paying off. And I think that if you are Barcelona, they're not in a good place right now. And I don't think that continuing to make the same mistake as a way forward for them. I think do what they do best and invest in in Lamassette. With Trincao, he's good, you know. Um, Puig, he's good. You know, they're, they're coming on Pedri. He's good. You know, and I think that these players aren't well beaters, but they're doing well for themselves. And I think that they're performing better on the pitch than some of the veterans and some of the expensive ones. But Pjanic, mate, he's just, he's not good. He's fully like, you could, pro- like, the next Xavi and Puyo are probably like twiddling their thumbs in the training pitches right now as like, as these guys just walk on the pitch, you know, just not doing anything. So I think that, you know, they've got to do what they do best, to be honest. Harry, what have you got to add to that? Um, I think I think what Frank's I think what Frank says is right. I think it just I think talking about PSG, I thought they were just so good, so good. Because even though Barcelona aren't great at the moment, doesn't mean they're bad. The players they have is ridiculous. Like they have an amazing 
amount of talent in that team, and they should be that's that shouldn't have been four one on paper. Like that should have mm. been a an end to end game, not where PSG. I mean, PSG didn't dominate; they took their chances, but they were be- they, they were the better team. I think it's like Frank said; it's just shown the players like PK. He's passed it. I think players like you know Longley. I don't think he's ever lived up to it. Like. Albert's probably past it, you know, but they're, they're aging and they need a massive, massive rebrand. Like, just I agree, yeah. Get these players like Pedri, so much talent. Get him in, you know. I know he's, I know he played, but you know, let's go, you know, let him play more. And like Fatty, I know he's in, I think he's injured at the moment, isn't he? But he's brilliant. Right. Is he... Pedri, mm. Pedri what? has more minutes this season than any other Barcelona player, and you're telling me to play him more. Well. Fair enough. Even I didn't more. know that. To be fair, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but but other than that, then. yeah, I agree. Like well, Fatty deserves more minutes and Trincao, and yeah. But maybe he needs like Pedri should be an example then. Like yeah, let's get I more, agree. let's play more youth players because he's been a shining light. So yeah, mate. Barcelona just yeah. No, sorry, sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. No, Charlie had his little hand up. I didn't. Okay. I took it down. But oh. um, <laughs> All right. honestly, to be honest, I've never agreed with Frank Moore about something in football because this is literally what I was telling oh, David. Yeah. I was to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd honestly say try and get as much money as you can for all of your players over like 26 and just literally just accept that in five, for the next five years, you're not really going to win anything. And just hope that, like, the crop of youngsters you have, like, all the ones listed, Fatty, Ile Mariba, all of them just, like, do become what they have the potential to be. Because if you think about, like, the great Pep Barca side, that was built on uh, sort of, like, PK, Puyol, uh, Busquets, Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, uh, all players that came through the academy or joined whilst they were really young. And I think they just need to commit to doing that again and try and balance their books a little bit mm. and just accept that they're probably not going to do that well for the next few years. Yeah, literally just go for a full-on, like, ground-up rebuild. I, I agree with that, yeah. So, could you... I mean, Poch also, I thought, was some brilliant Poch ball. I thought, I missed that man so much. He managed that team perfectly. I literally, mate, I, I'm just crying about Potts, to be honest, when I was watching that game. I miss him so much. Um, so I get that in there. Harry, what do you want to say? Uh, no, I, ju- I just had something to say about like Barcelona, but we can move on if you want. Do you want to just quickly before we move on? Well, I say? think, I think you know, I definitely feel like, obviously, Charlie and Frank are so right. We need like five years. Let's just have, you know, rebuild the squad and stuff. But the problem is, and it's the same with Real Madrid, all these presidential elections that these clubs have, they make promises, and then the fans listen to those promises. Like all these, all these presidents, you know, they're saying, "Oh, I'm going to keep Messi. I'm going to let Messi go. I'm then going to spend Messi's wages on other world-class players." I just don't think Barcelona can operate like that. Like they mm. will continue signing, or in theory, they should continue signing players like Coutinho, like Griezmann, to keep their fans happy, to keep the like the players already there happy you know they're a win now club and i don't think that can change it's like a team a club mentality i just they can at least be smarter business like harlan's gonna have a 60 mil buyout at the end of the season and i think maybe if you can you know shift pjanic even though you've only just signed him and just shift like i don't know a couple of the older players and then only spend 60 million on harland and then 
Barlow to young players, then that's at least something to build around and that's a marquee signing without you actually having to spend too much money. I think yeah, rather than it's running the business into the ground. I was going to say, I think the thing that's so tough about Barcelona is it's just, it's management is in such shambles. It just makes anything off the pitch a lot harder. No, sorry, on the pitch. Like, they, yeah, they're, they're managing complete shambles. But, yeah, Ronald Kerman was a really strange appointment. Yeah. And the, but then even I don't up think to, he was so strange. He wasn't such so, a so strange appointment. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with Frank. I think like the history of Barcelona managers, I think there's it's not actually that strange of an appointment. They don't go out and sign the best manager in the world. Like they often sign ex Barca players. They sign their own. Yeah. But then, yeah, but I yeah, think also, enough, but also looking up to like even the their like me, like board of members and stuff. Like it's just such a shambles up there. And so much. I, I don't know if there's corruption and things, but it, it just seems such a mess. And so many things like go on behind the scenes. That I think it does kind of have a like knock on effect onto the like the pitch. You know, especially with the messy yeah. and stuff like that. Anyway, we need to move on. So. Um, Liverpool, 2-0 against RB Leipzig. Pretty comfortable with them and pretty good considering their recent form. How did everyone feel about that match? I didn't watch it. No, I, I don't <laughs> think, I didn't think any of us. I, I, I watched it. How did you watch it? Well, I watched... Well, I will. I say I watched it. I watched. Um, I watched the uh, the other game on the big screen. I watched the Liverpool game on my phone. So I'm not. I'm not exactly Gary Neville. But um, yeah, I thought Liverpool had a good game against the Leipzig side that clearly weren't up to scratch. I mean, they they were missing chances they should have buried. I think. Um, but it was a solid performance from the Reds at the end of the day, and I think they they swept them aside. And it didn't seem like, even though they, obviously they're not on top form, they're not the Liverpool we saw last year. They they played they played a good game of football and they beat yeah, them apparently. Apparently, Upper Meccano was shocking. Yeah, he wasn't that, good. Apparently, Upper Meccano made like he gave away the ball so much. He's yeah. a fault for the second Upper goal. Mm. I mean, I think good for from a Liverpool point of view that you know they're on a really bad run of form. It's very good for them to see you know comfortable two 0 away from home where they've got that those away goals. Yeah. And I don't see Leipzig scoring three at Anfield. Although, given Liverpool's current form, who knows? Um, Porto Juventus two one. That's a bit of a shock result. Charlie. Yeah, that was, uh, I, was, I was expecting Juve to roll them, to be fair. But, I mean, Porto, Porto played well, apparently. Ronaldo had a stinker. Yeah, he did. But um, I think it's, it's, it, I thought it was an amazing result for Porto, to be honest. I mean, full credit to them, to be honest, because, you know, obviously they were the underdogs coming in. But I think we got to look out for a Ronaldo masterclass in a couple of weeks because, like, we know what he can do when, like, the pressure and the stakes are at their absolute highest. So I think you know, we can expect a masterclass from the big man uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Lovely stuff. And finally, Sevilla 2, um, Borussia Dortmund 3. Sevilla. Sevilla. Sevilla, 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 Sevilla. Jesus. That game was, that game was not, that didn't, that didn't go as I expected, to be honest. I wasn't expecting Dortmund to, 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 I was expecting Dortmund to win, but I wasn't expecting to win by like, like 3-1. I think mm. I predicted 1-0 or something. I don't know. Or 2-1. But yeah, they play well. Haaland had a, had a good game. Yeah. I, I saw him talking about how he was spurred on by the fact that Mbappe had a hat-trick. So it's a nice little yeah, rival that was, in there. Where I like that was him. Nice. I'm liking that. Yeah. Liking yeah, I like true. that. I like that a lot. Mm. But yeah, it was a good performance from um, Dortmund. Sancho played well too. Yeah, yeah it was. It was a good game. Very much. Right, moving on to this weekend's games in the Premier League. We had some very, very interesting results. It was a good game of football 
or like good not good game football sorry but a good like group of games again apart from Tottenham and Spurs realistically um sorry I'm tired it's been a long day um I think standout result was Everton um Liverpool big game Liverpool at home lost 2-0 to Everton what's, what's going wrong in the league for Liverpool Harry oh well I want to give credit to you know Carlo because you know I think he's doing bits absolute top notch like he's he he's take like this Everton team, you know, it's good, really good. But he's like, you know, he's pulling out the bag a little bit. You know, it's a competitive season, and I know they're like, you know, they're pushing for Europe, and I think they can do it. Um, Hamas had a good game, I thought. Um, I think Liverpool are just they're just lacking, and I think when Henderson went off, I know they're already one nil down, but like still, Hendo going off is such a it's such like a, a negative aspect on the pitch for them because you, you, that's your captain. It's the loudest player on the pitch. And that's the person you kind of expect to, you know, carry them through this bad run of form because mm. he is that good of a leader, that good of a player that that's what he will do. And yeah. when he went off and he looks like he's going to be out for a little bit, that's it's going to hit him. It's going to really hit him. Uh, as much as injuries have already hit him, to be honest, that's, that's I think that's obviously a massive part of their problem like their best player by a very long way is out injured for all the season like all season and like they've, they've had what is it I, I saw something the other day where they had like 17 different centre-back pairings this season yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just this um, but that's an unbelievable they stat 17? Like, yeah 18 yeah. with um Kabak and Nathaniel Phillips now yeah that's 18 like... but yeah it's it's, it's mad it's, it is mad, and they're, they're just lacking on confidence, obviously, because of these injuries and stuff. So, yeah, mm. that's I Charlie. Mean, yeah. Uh, I know Harry touched on it briefly, but I'd just like to give more praise to Ancelotti's management of the game because um, I just thought it was brilliant how instead of like committing having loads of defenders playing really centrally, because he played a five at the back, which you know changed to a four, but it meant that. Um, there were always two defenders on either Salah, uh, Salah or Mane throughout the whole game. And they're like the only two like proper, like they're the only goal threats. Like Liverpool's like attack doesn't come from the centre of the pitch necessarily. So it meant that there was always a player on Robertson and a player on uh, Alexander-Arnold as well as the wingers throughout the whole game, like a proper defender. And it literally meant Liverpool had no attacking structure throughout the whole game. I thought it was great. It was a very good game. Frank, do you anything to add to that at all? No, I think it's um, it's like well, it's a sign maybe for the. F- oh, I'm saying that, but I don't really really believe it. it's a sign for the future of Everton, like the Merseyside derby. I think it's their first win at Anfield since 1999. So it's oh, which is years. like a huge, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's obviously a huge win for them, but I I can't see them making another record like that. As in, I don't think they'll keep on winning against Liverpool. I think this is just a, a dip in form and quite a big one, but Liverpool will bounce back in a few mm. weeks. Yeah, but Everton can bounce, you know, up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you're I, I can't see it, mate. I'm not I'm not a fan of Everton. I mean every I mean they're playing well this season, but every year I hear Everton fans saying, Oh yeah, we're gonna make tough six. And then they never do. And I just think like How many one, you know fans what I mean? do you know? Yeah. I've never been an Everton fan in my life. My mum's side of the family, they're all Everton fans. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, this is the this is the best Everton team in mm. such a long time. Also, it can't be ignored that Liverpool have got some pretty like tragic injuries, which are making a big difference. Yeah, yeah, but they, you know, talk I agree. About that so I, long and yeah, but I mean, more. also like they have got a lot of injuries. To be fair to them, like uh, yeah. it's unfair on them. But you can't deny that. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not denying that. I'm, I'm just saying, like. You do have to get on with it. I agree. Like when Spurs, they just they just beat they just beat Leipzig two 0 in midweek. Like they can do it. They've got the ability yeah. to do it. Like Leipzig are undoubtedly a better yeah. side than Everton. Yeah. So why can't they They're do it against Everton? They're just massively lacking on confidence and leadership. Yeah, that's it. That's all yeah. it is. And they just so, need a little. They just need a. So looking at the other end of the table, um, big big win for Frank's favourite team, Fulham, over Sheffield United. I don't know where it's come from. <laughs> now you liked them last week. No, I was, I was proud of them for having a good game. <laughs> um, big win for Fulham. I don't know if anyone watched the game, but I just thought that was worth touching on because it's just a huge win for them. Brings them within three points of getting out of the relegation zone, which is good for Fulham. Yeah, could I admit, I, I'm rooting for Fulham. I think they could do it. I want New, Newcastle to go down. Hate Newcastle. Yeah, I don't like Newcastle I would love either. Newcastle to go down as well, actually, to be fair. I hate my And And, and Fulham, Fulham play nice football, Newcastle don't. So yeah. that's why I want to see Fulham in the Premier League. Um, I always want to see nice football. Um, obviously, I had the very interesting game of nil-nil, Burnley West Brom. So we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I heard, I heard um, Stephen Warnock. He said it was the most boring game of football he's ever watched. <laughs> he, he played for the Aston Villa team of like the early 2010s, and that <laughs> to, was boring. To be fair, you could have predicted that being a very dull game, literally, and especially it being yeah. nil-nil. Um, Southampton Chelsea one all. I thought that was quite an interesting result. Um, um, yeah, I Chelsea didn't. just very poor. Chelsea were poor, like really poor. Yeah, I didn't watch the game. I wasn't awake in time. Not gonna mm. lie. Right, falling to Sunday, we um obviously had Tottenham, um, which wasn't great. It's a disaster class. Yeah, you, you actually played well in the second half. You actually played well. In the I, second I half. think cool. I think maybe we keep this game until we talk about Mourinho a little bit later. We can yeah. move on to the other. Sounds Arsenal. nice. I like that. Uh, Arsenal, I thought Arsenal played well actually. Oh, we played no, we, lost to City. I, I, I mean, obviously, I can't like maybe this is a bit of a bold claim saying we played better than City because they won, but I think I think we did play better than City. That's more know? than a bold claim, mate. Come on, I, <laughs> I mean, would I would disagree City that you played. Even they were trying. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't say you played better than City, but I think you played well. Why didn't we play better than City? City was because so poor. They won't. They poor, beat you 1-0. Also, really I agree with Frank. Frank, they, they they, they, like really in a sense, poor. like they're just like mate, City are just so dominant. They just don't. It's like against Spurs, mate. They literally look like they. It's just, like they didn't even need to try. Yeah, I, I didn't outplay City at all. But you played well, though. But I don't think you outplayed City. I don't think Billy's too far from the truth. I, I think it was pretty even. I think in terms of the the the. The games that City, how City have played over this run of form, what is it that's now, like what 19 yeah, games? That's what I'm talking this about. Is, that's the worst yeah, yeah. City have played, and that's the best that a side has played against City. And But it shows how bloody amazing City are defensively. Exactly. Man. Ruben Villas mm-hmm. is so good. So so good. He is the Van Dyke to that city side. I love Ruben Diaz, mate. He's amazing. If he was English, you are a fan of Diaz. coming home. Mm-hmm. Dark Salo. Dark Salo had the worst game of his life. Yeah, he was poor. He didn't play he well. Have, he should have scored. He should have scored against. Yeah, him. that that, that looked scored. that looked really lazy to me. Just like the outside of the foot, and it, it just looked really like lethargic. He's like, I don't really care. 
what was his volley clearance that Edison had to then clear away oh, yeah. after? <laughs> Why did Edison volley? Nearly bagged his own goal. Imagine if that strike went in, to be fair, because Elneny has got that in his locker, mate. Imagine the scenes. Pyramid Pirlo slapping one top corner against City, mate. <laughs> Amazing. Pyramid Pirlo. Yeah. It's a great name, is what it is. That is phenomenal. Uh, Best Egyptian called Mohammed in the league, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and just quickly, let's uh, finally let's just touch on uh, Leicester City Aston Villa win for Leicester City. Obviously, good performance by them. I think just I, I don't have too much to add on that one. Just a good win, really. Well, no greenish for Villa. So. Yeah, yeah. And you seen that yeah. whole um, leak thing? Furious. Yeah, mate. Because you you know FBL Insider on um, Twitter. Is they have like a list of like it was an Aston Villa physio and then like four players and then they all took Grealish out and people could see that so we could see that Grealish wasn't going to play because you're not going to take Grealish out of your fancy football team are you realistically so it's a bit of an interesting one. Oh. Wait what wait what what what, <laughs> what do you mean so we taking them out it, it wasn't actually leaked it was just deduced by. But we yeah. we could go and see that. You can see the football yeah. like, footballers like okay. team on fantasy football. Oh, and right. five I see, I see. four Aston Villa players and two physios took Grealish out of their team. So everyone was like, Oh, Grealish is injured. So they all knew yeah. like Leicester knew That's a couple so days. So interesting before. how that was found. That's I know quite cool how that game's developed, because that would never have happened like twenty exactly. years ago. And the prim- and, and, and the Premier League are gonna ask all players now to not have players from their own team in their fancy football. Really? What? Yeah. That's so harsh, mate. That's so Sonny so and Kane are going to have a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sonny and Kane. Bamford's got himself in the team. He loves it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bamford, yeah, Bamford, yeah Bamford, everyone should have Bamford in their team now. Mm. I don't have Bamford in my team because I'm not a fucking well. donut, mate. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's why you're bottom of the league then, isn't it, Sunshine? He's higher than I'm day off. He's not. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm bottom of the league, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I haven't, oh, I haven't no. gone. Wait, wait, wait! Sorry, what was that? What was that? Oh, he's top. He's actually top. I'm number one, mate. That's embarrassing. I think I'm above. I'm above Rob by one point. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Unlucky Rob, if you're listening. <laughs> Brilliant. Peck, the wizard, the the lizard wizard, still top though. Yeah, mate. Miles is doing. Shout shit, out, Miles. I was. I was I was even on points with them two game weeks ago. They're both a hundred points ahead of me now. Man. I've had I've had I've dropped two stinkers in the last week. Mm. But who the right, fuck is boys. Miles? So um, oh, shut him. <laughs> um so boys, obviously after the announcement from Boris, we've got a, a day after lockdown ends, it's the Euros, and we obviously have the Never impending question of so what are you doing? Keeper. What are you talking about? You did pick versus Pope, you idiot. Keeper. Yeah, he's right. Right. He's you right. fucking moron. We're supposed to do this week's Champions League games and then move on to Pope. No one Pickford. cares about our predictions anyway. Let's just talk no, we were doing predictions at the end, you moron. Yeah, to be fair, we were doing. I just thought that was. I thought it was quite it a long. Right. Didn't you? I got really confused. Yeah, a bit old. Sorry, yeah, Dave. Carry on, bro. So nah, carry on, carry you. on, carry on. Pope or Pickford? You've ruined it now. Pope. Is that it? One one word Pope, Pope or Pickford? <laughs> you've made. You've oh, made then, then... Hang so, on. So, with the England selection coming up, who would you rather see in goal? Pope or Pickford? Nicholas. Well, why, Billy? I'd like you to expand on that, please. What do you mean, why? John nah. Pickford on the in the last two years, yeah, he had a blinder for us against Colombia. 
and uh, all over all over the uh, World Cup actually. But he's been on a sort of steady decline, I think, over the last two years. He played well against Liverpool, in fairness. But um, as Lee Dixon uh, said on the commentary, um, he said that there is no in-between with Jordan Pickford. He will either have a blinder of a game or an absolute stinker of a game. And he's just I think he's just too unreliable to have as the number one for the Euros. I think Nick Pope is a bit more of a reliable keeper. He's shown that by dropping several man-of-the-match performances for Burnley this season. Um, I'm not entirely sure how many clean sheets he's kept. In all honesty, I'm not uh, sort of too well-versed on the stats, but I think he's a very, very solid keeper. So that's mm-hmm. why I think he should start at the Euros. Uh, I like that, but Frank, would you like to... I would. I would say that Pickford is a, now a seasoned England number one, you know, and I think he's also, he's good at playing out the back and he's much better at distribution than Pope because he was just used to lumping it forward to like uh, Rodriguez and Wood. But Pope, however, I think is a better goalkeeper. And as you said, Pickford is flipping mistake prone. So for me, I, I'm happy with either, which I know isn't very useful, but there you go. That's Harry, my take on the situation. What would you like to add? The problem I've got is that I actually Pope's good and all, but I'm a bit worried that a Burnley number one is going to be our number one. Like you look at other teams around the world and, you know, Germany got Neuer, and they got to stay Germany actually like, produced the best. You know, Leno, mate. It's so mad. But the pro- but the problem is, is you look at our, imagine if Pope Pope gets injured. Okay, we're already screwed a little bit because we've got Pickford. Pickford gets injured. Who are we gonna have? Darlow. Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson doesn't Dean play Henderson. enough. I'm not having a guy who's played less than five Premier League games Euros. this season in goal. I don't care. It's on form. Like that's my worry. Because it's just, I, I think Pope definitely, like Pope, clear, clear Pickford. But it's. Well, I, I don't know. Bit... I, I don't think it's. Um, I don't think you can base a goalkeeper on how good they are because of their team. Like, yeah, Neuer plays for the best team in general. Yeah, a little bit. But, but like, our best goalkeeper, it doesn't matter that he plays for Bernie. He's still no, our best but, goalkeeper. No, but I'm. I'm okay, fair enough. That's fair enough. But I'm just mm-hmm. a bit worried. We don't have. What I'm trying to say is that we don't have a Neuer. Like we don't have a even yeah. a Yeah, no, you are right. Yeah. In that area, we're not strong as a yeah. As a but nation. bloody Jimbo Stones won't even be letting the ball go near Nick Pope's goal, mate. Yeah, mate. Charlie, I want to see what you and uh, I was. I want to see what you want to say, well, bro. Frank, I'm actually a little bit disappointed in you, to be honest. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, what's that then, my man? <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt, Nick Pope is a million times better. Than Pickford, and if you think that they're anywhere near level, I just don't believe that you've watched either of them play football this season. What, what are you talking, about? mate? Only Fair one enough. player in the league has a better save percentage than Pope. Pickford, oh, fucking save percentage. Okay, oh, no, save Frank, percentage. Frank, listen. Yeah, what do you mean? He saves more goals than anyone else. That's not. How, how can you argue with that? Save, but you got to you can't. take yes, that. You can. That's how mate, can you okay. Not? Maybe you can't base a goalkeeper shots. too much. Maybe you can't base a goalkeeper too much stats. on clean sheets because that matters about your offence in front of them. But it's still a, it's still an indicator. But save percentage—that's a legitimate stat for a goalkeeper. Yeah. How, many shots, so how many shots they play? How many shots they save? Bloody hell! I hate all Frank, this stat bollocks. Pickford is okay. I'll put it down to you know stupid footballing lingo for you, Frank. Pope right, okay. better collecting crosses. Pickford worse. Pope. 
better saving goals. Pickford worse. Pope what about distribution. Saving distribution. Pickford worse. Pickford what? yes. What? Okay, I'll give it to him. Slightly better distribution. I will give it to Slightly, him. Slightly, mate. Come on, the players in front of him as well. Pickford can lob it up to James Rodriguez. Who's Pope got to pass it to? Bloody Ashley Pope Westwood. Pickford's you got all playing centre backs in front of him. Pope doesn't. So why is he going to pass to a centre back? Yeah. Because really, now he's not got to worry about He's got the England lineup. We won't have to worry about the goalie's distribution when Graham Potter takes the wheel and we play beautiful progressive football out the back. Tiki Taka, mate. Beautiful stuff. I just want to play Tiki Taka with Pope in goal. Nor could you with Pickford, to be honest. Pickford's not a good passer. He's just he just lobs the ball up. He lobs the ball up. He doesn't do it. If you if you watch Pickford kick the ball in the game, <laughs> I reckon probably sixty percent of the time it goes He's out. He's got for a, a frame. massive bum though, which is oh, something fuck. that I think is relevant. Because, okay, <laughs> can I can I add something? He's got right? bunda. Like I think that's relevant. Can I add something? According yeah, to Sockerman, right? Nick Pope is the fifth best goalkeeper in Europe according to stats. That's oh, pretty impressive. Right? Oh, what? He's nowhere near the fifth best keeper in Europe. I'm just saying, according to stats, <laughs> but right? he might be near the fifth best shot stopper. Yeah. You know, Frank, do you have anything? Do you want to like? Do you want to say anything to back up your point with Pickford, or do you feel a bit ganged yeah, up? Do you have any no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that you know. Oh, we no Pickford's a clear choice. All this or that. I'm just saying that I think that they they've got different qualities. I don't think it's a fair. Kind of analysis to say that Pope is a million times better than Pickford. They've got, they've I think got different for a shout. I agree that they've Pickford got different qualities, but Pickford has one better quality than Pope, and he's not even that good at passing. Mm. Arguably, like, though, does England will England play in a setup where we need distribution as importantly, like from the keeper or not? Do you think England needs good keeper? Yeah, no, like we don't necessarily, you know, England isn't exactly pe- like Pep's um, city. It depends, it depends on our midfield and, and our. I agree. Line. I agree. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. Actually, distribution for England may or may not be an important factor. Harry, what would you like to say? The problem is right. If you look at in my head, my my eleven in my head, which I'm not going to disclose right now. The players you're going to lob the ball up to is Kane. Like no. Uh, we have a player that screams to find you're not going to lob the ball up to Grealish to win a header, are you? No, I think, I think, or that's... Sterling, or Sterling. <laughs> well, disclose my 11, that's the thing, yeah. But also, but, um... Sterling against uh Arsenal did score, yeah, lol. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, 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 you got Kane, and apart from that, like, you're yeah. not going to. So, I feel like distribution for us in the Euros isn't going to be how, how do you feel about like vocality though? In the sense, Pickford's quite a loud, like, character, like demanding at the back do you think that's needed it for england do you think you but know, so, so is pickford time? to be fair every single time a tv goes on pickford he's giving it all that yeah you know he's been a mouthy little bugger but so you do, know, you think, do you think pickford might be a better fit in the sense like he's he's give like a demanding more from the team do you think that could uh, be the, argument? the, the nah, only problem mate, with that is because, I feel because like, harry kane is a good captain he demands enough from the team as it is but you, you know, I think I, also it is important to have that from a keeper because they, they can see they can see the pitch and they keep their defense organized like but I feel like Pope has to keep that Burnley defence organised, which I get I get really? that they're well drilled anyway, but like he's still gotta keep it organised. They're not a talented bunch of guys, are they? Mm. I mean, so they're, they're gonna they're gonna I reckon Pope will do I mean they thing. are. <laughs> I know, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, right? In the grand in scheme of, of things, you've in got Phil Bardsley there. Phil Bardsley, all right. 
that's what I'm trying to say. Like, he's, he, obviously he's very good. <laughs> he's a professional footballer, but you put him against, I don't know, Andy Robertson. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I no, I get what you're saying, Naz. Mate, I, I don't know. I just think like, I don't think there's too much of a um. I, I don't think there's too much like sort of crossover room between between the two of them. I think it's a, a very clear Nick Pope choice for me. As number one. Fair enough. Uh, does everyone think, Charlie, Harry, you're on Nick Pope. You can clear this up now and we'll send in an email to Gareth Southgate just to let them know what we're thinking. Very clear, mate. What, what, what was clear. the verdict on the poll that you put on the story, Harry? I will have a look now, bro. It was actually a lot more even than I thought than a lot of, um, uh, I think a lot of Instagram bots voted Pickford. <laughs> so I I shall have a look right now. It's just got like all of Frank's fake accounts. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So we have so Pope got fifth out of to be fair, nearly thirty votes, Pope got fifty nine percent. Which is actually a lot I thought it's a lot tighter than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Okay, so so got now forty 40- one percent of you, you don't know that much about football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they poke it, poke it. 41% of percent of us, probably 41 and a half mm. of our two listeners. So, moving on from that would be England, 75 percent. I was like, What, the fuck? <laughs> mate? You know, my math, you know, I don't self proclaim myself to be good at maths, I'm just you know, putting it out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Hang oh. on, Frank. This is a this is a subject where you have to mute. Because <laughs> you just said forty one and a half percent of our. Yeah, you viewers. still said six. Nobody got it. Said it. He's only got it. Harry, you killed him, dude. All right, podcast over. Are either of them going to give a shit about whatever we're talking about? They're just going to be listening, thinking, "What the yeah, fuck well, are they cause... talking about?" Uh, two, two. I'll clear it up for the two listeners. Frank lied about his Please. result in, in GCC Man. Okay, I'd also like to clear it up. Yeah. Why did I say I got a six and then say, hey guys, oh, I can't say that on live. Well, why would I say that and then say, oh, I just got a five? I don't know. Why did you? Why did you? I didn't. That's the whole point. Frank, you came into our A level physics class and said, so I'm doing physics. And Bo's line was like, no, nah, you can't do physics. Because you didn't get a six in maths. Yeah. So that's why I couldn't get a do the exam, the, the A level. Yeah, but you said you didn't lie. Anyway, we need to move on. I didn't. I just signed up to do physics. And then when they realised and I told them I didn't get a six, they were like, oh, you can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fair enough. Stuff, stuff. Anyway. Um... It's not stuff, stuff. <laughs> Moving from... I just told you the entire thing. <laughs> Moving from England... All the way to Germany, and Mr. Jaden Sancho. Um, what's he doing? Where's he going, Harry? What right, so what do you think whole, is happening with him? The whole idea about this is that you know United have completely called their interest. Um, he's he was going to be cheaper than so they were asking for 100 million last summer. They were going to ask for United, ask United for a lot less, more like 70, 60 million, because you know he's he's it's clear he might not sign, he probably won't sign a contract. So want to get rid of him. Um, but United simply don't want him anymore because they think that Greenwood 
can become better. He's got a higher ce- higher ceiling. It's what uh, David Ornstein said, which I don't. I agree oh, I with him on Ornstein. most things. Ornstein. I agree with him on yeah. most things, but this I do not agree with him. They oh, yeah. signed, they, you know, Greenwood's got a five-year contract. You know, they obviously believe him, and he's obviously a talent. So I think, and also Ollie said in a press conference um, that the board are backing him but they don't have a lot of money, so they're going to have to be creative, and they're looking for a centre-back. So that's where this Jaden Sancho thing is coming from. Mm. I just no, I have no idea where he's going to be after Dortmund. He might sign a new contract, may, and I have no idea who United are going to sign as a centre-back. May I ask, as I'm not aware, how long does Jaden Sancho have left on his contract? 18 months, I think. He, 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 his contract expires when Haaland's 60 million thing kicks in, which is uh. the next season. So they could lose both. That's a problem. Yeah, they could leave at the same time, which is what they're worried about. I honestly, I I think what might happen is Haaland goes and Sancho stays. That's what I was thinking earlier. I think I think I'm mm. I think Sancho. I, there's no need for Sancho to go. I, Billy, I right now this is a bit of a rogue shout because there's no links. I don't think there's any links linking them. But I think if Sancho wanted to go somewhere in his career, maybe not permanently. I think he should go to PSG, right, and play on a right wing with Neymar and Mbappe, mate, as a more creative outlet for those two. I like I that. Think that mm. I think that would work because Angel Di Maria. How old is he now? But that's Angel the point. Di Maria is getting on a bit. He's getting on He's a bit. Three, mate. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. He right, he can go there. Where's the They can win Champions League. Well, Harland. I I don't know where Harland will go. Actually, no, Icardi. Akadi's no, a backup sort of striker, like a mate. Akadi will be a backup striker from Mbappe. Yeah, to be fair, Neymar's so often injured that, like, it's sort of like it'll probably be Akadi and Mbappe and Sancho starting most of the time. Whilst yeah. Neymar's, you're gonna like put Mbappe on the left. What What would you guys value Sancho at? Do you no, think Mbappe up top and Neymar on the left? Do you think Sancho would have been a, like, worth a hundred million pound price tag that you know we're gonna pay yeah. for him? Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, actually, wait. Yeah, about, about. Do you about, think like I'm I saying? Guess. Do you think people have dodged a bullet in the Sorry. sense you know his contract's going to expire? He might not sign, so no one's necessarily paid like it... a huge figure for a flop. Do you, <laughs> or, or do you think that... it, it, it was still? I think 100 million is obviously expensive. It, it's expensive for anyone, but I think he was like his form last season showed that he was probably worth it. Bit of a rough spell this season, but he's getting on. Like he's doing mm. well now. Um, I think 100 million would have been worth it. It's just, uh, I'm not even. I'm not even sure United were the right team. I, I, I think mm, Sancho no. should stay put. I always thought he should stay put. He did he say he was well struggling there. because of all the speculation. I think he then like realised it wasn't going to happen anytime soon, and then that yeah, but up yeah, more. that's definitely a viable excuse. You know, he's still young. Like he's, yeah, he's allowed so to have pressure young. on him. And he's in a foreign league. And you know he's been there for a bit, but like he's still in a foreign league, and he's still got to adapt to these rumors. And like, is he going to United? Is he not? So the only thing that anyone would talk about in the summer was Sancho to United, and it's the only mm. thing they still talk about. So it's pressure on his shoulders. But I personally think he he should stay at Dortmund for a little bit, not necessarily not necessarily sign a contract, maybe run down his contract, and see what happens. Mm. Like. I the thing that really confused me about the, the Sancho links is like, I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I struggle to see where Sancho would fit in in United when their best formation, without a doubt, is a 4-4-2 diamond. 
with no wide players. I disagree. Like, if Sancho came, he could play with only a four-three-three on the right. I, yeah, but I, the United don't play a four-three. Exactly. I, disagree, that's what I'm saying. I, I disagree with the four. I, I disagree with your formation. I think they're best in a four-two-three-one with Fred and. Yeah, I agree. Um, Ivan now Mac- with Cavani, yeah, I think I think the four-two-three-one. Before one, they were better in a diamond, but with Cavani, they're better mm, in a four-two-three-one. But I think I think the problem that I had last summer is that I always thought, why would you get Sancho over Grealish? when Grealish would be cheaper then. Now, undoubtedly, Grealish would be more expensive than Sancho. Um, Do you really think so? Yeah, I, but do, yeah, I know what I, what I, but what I think. What I think is the issue there is Grealish, can Grealish play on the right wing? No. I know Good Sancho point. can play on either wing, but no, United yeah. were looking for a right option. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, well, you're right. Yeah. But I, I just feel like, I, I get what you're saying, that maybe... Also... More importantly, United have just signed Diallo, so they've got another exactly. right winger as well. And Greenwood, yeah. who is a yeah. talent and will progress. But Greenwood, so, I yeah. think, will eventually be a striker. Yes, but he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Position. I definitely agree. But he's, he's playing on the right quite a lot this season. And like, he has I, played on the right. And then he hasn't put up the goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't put up the goals, but you know he's still so young that he can adapt to that position. Like it's not too late for him. Mm-hmm. Also, though, yeah, I agree. Centre back wise, as much as I'd like Spurs to sign him, I think they need to go for someone. Well, actually, two players who I actually want Spurs to sign them both, but Skriniar or Sven Botman, if they're going to be a little bit clever in the market, which I maybe can't see. Charlie's jump. Charlie's jump. We are not. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure I can um, see United being very creative in the market just because of their, you know, history. Yeah, but I, I think Skriniar would be very good, a very good signing for them. Mm. So, Skriniar's not a creative signing. United's got to be eighty million plus. Mate, do you know what? Well, exactly we were going to get him for fifty-five. To be fair, that's that's what Fabrizio was saying. I yeah. I think Definitely. it's very very clear to see what type of centre back United need. They need a fast centre back. Literally, that's quite fast. Thing. I think. Yeah, that's no, that, but that's what I'm saying. They need someone who is fast because. I've seen it a lot on Mark Goldbridge. And yeah, Mark Goldbridge, bit of a mean guy. But in fairness, he knows what he's talking about on football. I think he's quite a good... Like, he knows he knows about football. And um, they, they are... He, what, what Mark Goldbridge has described Man United at their worst in, in this season is bubble wrap FC. It's because their centre-backs are so slow, they have to rely on their full-backs and their defensive midfielders to bubble wrap the centre-backs. And that just leaves them so, like, sort of dry up top and and lacking in defence. They just... That's why, that's why I don't know, they did well against PSG in the first leg with Tuan Zebi at centre-back because he's quick and they didn't have to rely on their left-backs and their CDMs and their right-backs to, to, to help Maguire and, and Lindorf. So mm, I think a, yeah. a, a, a quick centre-back would, would do a lot for United. Mm, that's why I think yeah. they missed out on it for Meccano. So, Harry, or finish, finishing off a bit, obviously Tottenham had a very, very upsetting defeat to West Ham 2-1. Um, Harry, do you want to start us off? What do you think Mourinho's future looks like at Spurs? Do you think he should go or should he <sighs> stay? What's your... I, um, I only think Mourinho can be sacked if we get Rodgers or Nagelsmann. But the problem is, we're not going to get Rodgers or Nagelsmann. So therefore, Jose Mourinho should not be sacked. Because he is 
undoubtedly one of the greatest managers of all time. He's inherited our worst defense in ten years, right? He, if you if you if you but compare, your best our, he's yeah, definitely. But you know, defense is undoubtedly. Like, I just think I don't know. Can defense, I, our defense is so shocking. Because can if I you look ask up, you an easier question? Do you want him to go? Like, no. Like, no, I don't want him to. I don't want Jose Mourinho to go. I just think our defense is so poor. Like when we were challenging, when when we finished second to Chelsea, we had Toby, prime Toby, prime Jan. We had Danny Rose flying, and we had well Carl Walker. Then he left, and then Kieran Trippier. We had the best defense in the league by far. It was absolutely beautiful. But I think you need. We just need to go out there and sort it out. Hmm. Personally, Billy, what, what would you like to add? Um, I'm just going to say, from a financial point of view, from a just general point of view, it would be absolutely absurd to sack Joe yeah, Mourinho. Definitely, it would be absolutely absurd, mate. Because I, I don't know how short Spurs are for money, but you, you've you've just got a new stadium. He's yeah. like got a lot left on his contract. And obviously, COVID is a COVID-infected market, effectively. You, it'd be so stupid to sack Jose Mourinho. Mm-hmm. And I don't, think, I don't think Jose Mourinho is the problem at all. I, no, said this when, exactly. I said this when people were calling for Arteta to be sacked. Right? I said, what Arteta sacking would do, would, would do is like replacing the engine of a car with no wheels. That's effectively what sacking Jose Mourinho would do. Because, like, I, mate, he's not the problem. Jose Mourinho is not the problem at Spurs. I can see Charlie shaking his head. Should we let... Well, I, let, let's let Frank go first and then we'll move on to Charlie. Well, yeah, well, the thing is, I, I agree with Billy, mate. I wouldn't sack him. I think, like, honestly, I think that Tottenham and Levy should be flipping, licking the ground that he walks on, mate. Because I think he, he he's a world-class manager and he's, he's not doing well at the moment. And obviously, Tottenham are in a bit of a pickle. And things aren't looking positive, but I think from a Spurs perspective, sacking Mourinho, I like Harry said, I don't think you're going to get anyone better, and I think you'll go through a rough patch. But if someone's going to rebuild your club, then Mourinho is a man. I think if you sack him, that's like chucking out the baby with the bathwater. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> I've never heard that before, but I... <laughs> I like that as a term. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I've never good, heard that it? before. Yeah, I can't. I want to hear what you what you want to say because yeah. I feel like you're the opposite. Yeah, okay, now because obviously taking into account money yeah, and Tottenham being pretty broke, I wouldn't sell him. But if money wasn't an issue, Mourinho's gone. Honestly, out the door straight away. He's so washed. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It, oh. He's oh, got us into a cup final. Is he washed? No. Listen up, listen, listen up, sunshines. Listen up, sunshines. Maybe, right, okay. maybe not washed up. That's a bit of a joke. But um, when Harry always yaps on about it being down to personal error, I've got absolutely no time for that, Harry. <laughs> listen up. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. If you're okay, my comparison that I put forward to David the other day, and I'm just gonna have to reiterate it to you lot, is Tottenham are. Basically, Lamborghini Burnley. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna put it down to. <laughs> that's a violation. <laughs> what does that even mean? Lamborghini Burnley, who got to the Champions League final two years ago. What are you talking about, you smelly little jammy dodger? Lamborghini Burnley. 
Hang on, can I just say Arsenal glorified Brighton? Harry, listen, I'm talking this season. You play incredibly defensive football. You defend in a low block and just hope you can score a goal on the counter down to like your strikers being decent. Harry, mate, I can see right. your face. You know he's right. He's I know right. he's right. Now. Know, That's the thing. You know, <laughs> listen, listen. But when you take Burnley into consideration, they have, they have their defenders aren't like your modern day ball playing defenders. They're proper old school defenders that know how to put a tackle in, but can't do much else. So then, when you take Tottenham defenders who are bought in for Poch and have been trained up to be Poch's ball-playing centre-backs and you play them in a defensive line, they don't have... They're not as good tacklers as the Burnley defenders. So, obviously, they're going to make more mistakes when you put so much defensive reliance on them rather than trying to play a higher line and trying to hold possession like the team is built to do. So, I don't understand how that can't be Mourinho's fault if he's playing players in not necessarily positions, but more roles that they're not accustomed to. Mm. Okay, I I I definitely get what you're saying. Right, and I, um, I do agree with you to an extent. Right, uh, can I just say, Charlie, mate, Tottenham's defenders at the moment, most of them haven't been seasoned by Poch. I mean, you've got Doherty, you've got um, you've got Reggie Bragulion, you've got flipping. Yeah, well, you've I'm got not saying, I don't think the problem necessarily. I don't, it's not necessarily the right back and left back that are making the problem. It's often centre backs. Mm. Yeah. But oh, and that Dyer, Davinson, Sanchez, who were po- uh, Poch era. Yeah. None of them are your old school classic defenders. They're all proper modern ball playing defenders. What What I'm going to throw in there is Mourinho now has the worst win percentage of any Tottenham manager for the first for the last like for our last four or five managers. Apart, four, that's apart, rubbish. That's apart rubbish. from actually, if you say last five managers, but in the last like modern history, it, it's the second worst. Behind <laughs> one day, Ramos put respect on that man's name. He's the last person to win us a trophy. It's a 46 percent. And okay, okay, I'm really getting frustrated here, boys. I'm not gonna lie. Win percentage is bullshit, mate. Because if you look at a manager's win percentage, right. If no one had ever seen a game of football, sat down and looked at a list of Arsenal managers, they would think that Unai Emery was a better manager at Arsenal than Arsene Wenger. Bullshit. Bullshit stat. Does, does he know I mean, more games you play as well? Mm-hmm. By 6%. Uh, okay, but what I'm also saying is that Mourinho's played less games than Andres, Andreas Villas-Boas, got worse win percentage, and Villas-Boas yeah, but... got sacked on the like, straight away. Yeah, Villas-Boas isn't Jose Mourinho. And, and I agree. No, no, I'm not saying... My, say my, well. my personal view of it is like... If, if he was anyone else, he would probably be gone by now. In the sense, we've lost five of our last six I don't games. agree with that. I don't no, agree I don't. with that. I don't. I don't also, he's that. not anybody else. He's Jose and, and exactly. And I think the fact he is Jose Mourinho, I think he'll, he'll stay to the end of the season and also find I am losing the plot. <laughs> I am losing What's the plot. Harry? Because... I just don't like Charlie. I completely agree with you, but I'm still rattled that you called us Lamborghini Burnley. But I've, every <laughs> as the minutes go on, I do agree with you. The problem is, right? Okay, I get that you can't all blame it on individual error, right? But have yes. you watched Davison Sanchez play football? 
Jacob Carnegie, right? Captain. Nah, nah. Put respect on Jacob's I, name. I am. I am putting respect on his name because I'm saying he's better than a professional footballer. Shout out right? Uganda. He is that poor. Eric Dyer was <laughs> so good at. The, <laughs> Eric Dyer was so good at the start of the season, right? Had one bad game. Now he's playing like I don't know, flipping Pablo Mari, but Pablo Mari is so much better. They do right. make some. And this big have, you, have you seen when when Liverpool scored against us? Eric Dyer literally just watches the ball go to Firmino's feet. <laughs> it's just like right. But Charlie's got I, a point, um... though. Charlie's right when he says that these players were bought in for Potch. Because yeah, that's I... just facts. Me and Charlie have had a very long conversation about this. That no, that's true. Sorry, I'm bringing it back quite a while to Charlie's point that they are they 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 are like not traditional centre backs and they don't like know how to put like a tackle in in every single situation. But I don't think mate, I don't think a player needs to needs to be as good as uh, at defending as Burnley defenders in order to do the job. Which is what like the, a player doesn't have to be strictly oh yeah, I'm an old school center back. I'm going to win every header, I'm going to win every tackle. I'm going to show this player's knees who's boss. <laughs> I don't think every single defender needs to have that sort of mentality in order to we be do. able to perform well. That's what I'm saying. System, we do. Yeah, you're 100% right. And Harry's right there. If you're playing that system, you need to have proper centre-backs. Mm. But, you but can't have thing... one that's going to put out a great 70-yard pass because it doesn't matter. Yeah. All the pressure yeah. in, Jose, well, in Jose's system is put on those two centre-backs. Like, oh, so much of the pressure. Because they've just yeah. got to be class and just literally, like, always They're literally get there to every so ball first. They, they can't. Mm. Okay, yeah, I have been corrected. <laughs> I, I, I have been corrected, man. Is that a finger or a rocket? I can see. <laughs> Harry, go on. Okay, so can I just say, right, Charlie, I know you kind of retracted your statement, right, where you said Jose's washed, okay? Can I just say he's definitely not washed, but... The proof he's that he's bit. not washed he's is that we... He's, he's, he's rinsed. Well, he, he worked in the <laughs> City. He's been put in a colander and wetted. No, I know. I know he did well against City, but the man won a Champions League with Porto, and now Wait, he's just struggling. So backing up my point. Has... Harry, he's been through Sorry? the washing machine on hand wash. <laughs> it's only a light hand wash. Fucking hell. <laughs> Sorry, Harry, continue <laughs> with your point, mate. I'd really like to hear your point. Oh, no, nah, Jose Mourinho is not washed. He's not he's washed. He's not washed. Uh, he's, he's not, he's not. <laughs> just needs to be a bit more forward thinking and move with the times. Yeah, he does, but he's he does. Jose Mourinho. He's not a no. racist grandpa. <laughs> Fucking hell. He does. He looks like one, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going from worse to worse. Fuck me. Harry, mate, <laughs> what's your point, bro? I've I've lost it. Oh, Harry! Yeah, there's something about Jose Mourinho not being washed <laughs> and working against City. My mind, I've just I'm just still really bothered how you've called this Lamborghini <laughs> burning. I'm really it's just like, staring it's, around in his head. I'm I'm not gonna be able to forget that for the next couple of weeks. Every yeah. time I'm gonna watch this play, I'm be like, oh, look, I'm watching Lamborghini Burnley versus <laughs> Crystal Palace at two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Like, it's just not gonna get out of my head. I might as well, I might as well watch I don't know Saudi Arabia. Yeah, mate. Yeah, might as well watch Burnley. A bit better football. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, that is all we have time for this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week. See you later. <laughs> what, the, what about Bye. our Champions League predictions that we're supposed to do at the end? Billy's got five minutes.
Yeah, basically, Chelsea, Chelsea, right, oh. are going to turn into a breakfast turnover. Oh.